so I'm 19 years old. I, I live in Tennessee. My pronouns are he, him, and my Instagram handles at dodsumer. I don't have a specific ideology, though I guess I'd fallen more towards the third positionist camp. I advocate for um, economic socialization, more collective ownership and such, combined with certain conservative thoughts, things like nationalism, a support of the family structure, a support of tradition, and a support of like various religious values. Though I wouldn't want to specifically enforce certain things onto people, though I believe society generally works better when it's formed together as a community rather than when it's hyper-individualistic. I'd say I'd move through various influences. As far as when I got into politics, I really liked the economics of Pierre-Joseph Proudhon and various anarchist economics. That's how I first got into the politics, along with Konkin. Though my interests have changed, the people that I've read have changed. I've read Marx. I think Marx's critique of capitalism is very important in understanding how modern world works, though I don't agree with everything that he said. Generally, I'd say more left-leaning thinkers like Marx, Proudhon, alongside religious writings of Islam and things like the Quran and religious books. When did you first learn about or start visiting political communities? Um, I think I was around 14, 15 when I like first really started like having strong political opinions. I, I would actually say it was when I was in middle school. Um, that was when the whole Gamergate thing was going on. I was you know, one of the those like nerds who was like very into video games. And at first I heard about the whole like feminist, the SJW things. And I, I was a part of that community. And then th that's essentially how I got into politics. And after that, I started watching political YouTubers. Most of them were on the right. However, slowly then I started discovering more anarchist thinkers. And I was sort of in that sort of anarchist camp of things like free markets and such, but um, anti-government, anti-capitalism. When I was a kid, I didn't really have any social media. I always had like kind of strict parents, but I always had YouTube. So I always watched stuff on YouTube and I'd always talk with like friends um, like at school and they all had similar political opinions. Um, when, like around middle school and early like high school, I went to a very sort of wealthy school. However, my life circumstances changed. And after that, I, we like had to move and after that, I ended up going to like much more lower income schools with a lot more, I guess, diverse people. You know, from there, my political ideas kind of like shifted back and forth. I mainly just use Instagram for like political stuff. I tried making a Twitter. I, I didn't like Twitter that much. I don't do anything on Twitter. It's just kind of a dead account. I do watch YouTube videos. I do watch certain like political like activists. But most of the information I get now is mainly from my own research. I originally created like a personal Instagram account just to like keep up with friends and things. And after that, I um, saw these like political compass memes and like certain political memes and stuff. Go, yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like dunking on the libs. But soon enough, I started getting into the whole like subculture of politogram. And soon enough, I had like developed enough political view set where I wanted to make my own account and I wanted to like post my own memes and share my own views without it being on my personal where people who were like my family and friends wouldn't, you know, immediately jump in and find me like making edgy jokes about like Stalin or whatever. There's like some other stuff, I guess, in terms of like influences and um, my political journey. So I, I, I'm like, I don't come from a wealthy background. Um, I did, however, certain things happened in my life to where it's like my family moved from wealthy middle class to like very poor and you know i've spent a lot of time with working class people i've been homeless a few times and um that has also 
shaped my political views. At this point, I work in a factory. I've like spoken with various working class people, and all of them seem to have a sort of a very similar view set. Would you say that was a formative experience for how you understand the world, how you understand politics? Yeah, I think that really um, like shaped my political views. Like before, a lot of the uh, ideas that I had were very sort of abstract. It was like jumping from concept to concept. However, after actually, you know, experiencing like what the struggles of a working class person, I have specific policy ideas that would help vastly improve the lives of members of the working class. I think it was around like 2019. It's like I was um, homeless and, you know, we, we always had to like go to these like organizations, like food stand places, you know, giving out like help to like the homeless and stuff. And one of the things that I guess made me a bit more conservative was um a lot of anarchists and a lot of leftists uh, like to talk about like mutual aid and like helping out the homeless and everything. However, if you're actually like in that position and you go to any of these organizations, you never see any Marxists or you never see any anarchists. You see churches and religious organizations. Like we, we got help from our mosque. You know, they helped us like with money. They had like a big donation for us, for my family. So my parents are divorced. We came over from South Asia to America. And like my parents, they kind of like worked up from like a lower class, like new immigrants to where they were. We were like upper middle class. We had like a big house. I wouldn't say they were extremely conservative or extremely liberal. They had certain conservative things, us being Muslims. There was like certain values that we'd be taught, things like religion and stuff. However, none of that stuff was really ever practiced throughout the family. It was more stuff that was just kind of said. We always like did stuff that was very sort of liberal. Like my parents always ended up drinking. You know, religious people aren't supposed to do. But at the same time, the household was very sort of patriarchal. And my father, like, he was, like, an entrepreneur. He owned a lot of businesses, but they weren't always successful. So after the whole split, that's when, like, my lifestyle changed from, like, a sort of upper middle class to a um, very low class single mother, um, like, kids. So Islamic economics, it's opposed to both capitalism and socialism, if you've spoken with Muslims, you know, like, there's rules about, like, everything. For example, I Islam, like, advocates for a sort of free market um, economic system. However, it goes against things like interest. It believes interest is, like, extremely bad. It calls for certain elements of democratization within the workplace. It calls for elements of, like, strong, like, welfare and strong redistribution. If you look at Islamic economic policies within the Islamic Golden Age, various of those, like, kingdoms and stuff had the some of the world's first, like, social security, had some of the world's first, like, strong safety nets. And I think that's a good example of Islamic economics. Some of the terms that you throw around, like, let's say, for example, third position or things like that, there seems to be a very deep-running anti-Islamic sentiment within a lot of those belief systems. Well, I, when you like talk about things like conservatism or like third positionism, obviously a lot of American branches of conservatism is deeply anti-Islamic. A lot of times the American far right can also get labeled into the third positionist category. It separates itself from both Marxist communism and like global neoliberal capitalism. And it can range from various ideologies, certain elements of the alt-right all the way to people like Gaddafi and like Islamic socialism and Arab socialism, which is like strongly like anti-communist. A lot of them, I, I found that they're from Indonesia. They um, brand themselves as a Nasakam. Essentially, it's like Islamic socialism with elements of conservatism. 
Gaddafi had a term for it. Talking about the third international theory, I believe. The third right? international was, theory, right. I think that was, yeah, that was like his system of um, Jamaharia, his system of sort of like a direct like people's democracy. Like most of the people who I've seen who use that sort of label tend to be Muslims. Most of the people who are anti-Islam who are more closer to that branch tend to be more associated with things like the alt-right. And they're more capitalist and they're like very anti-communist. So, I, I, I mean, I support the LGBT movement. I myself and a member of the LGBT community. But there are certain, like, trends amongst the LGBT community. All of them seem to be, like, very pro-imperialism. All of them seem to be very pro-Western, like, neoliberal capitalism because they see it as, like, the only sort of vehicle for um, driving forwards pro-LGBT politics, which in a lot of ways it is, but they don't see that it causes harm to the community. A lot of it relies around, like, things like pink capitalism and corporations like pandering to like lgbt community i I just don't see it as a good thing i i I think that's just essentially giving more control to these corporations i think it's you know not seeing the fuller picture that a lot of the reasons why oppression of lgbt people is due to various elements of capitalism a lot of the very initial lgbt activists were leftists they were people like tankies and such who were very (laughs) anti-capitalist Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit here. I'd like to talk about your media consumption. Do you spend any time on YouTube now? And what content producers do you like? I'd say the most influential like content creator at this point would be uh, Caleb Maupin. I really like a lot of the things he has to say. I don't agree with him on everything, but um, even though people like to joke about it, I, I also like uh, Vosh. Now, I- I'm not a big fan of Vosh. I think like Vosh and the entire like BreadTube crowd has a lot of problems, but he, he is good at debating, you know? And I guess in general, like certain like YouTubers on the left, people like Black Redguard, MRN, like Jason Unruh. A few years ago, I was like very into things like Hunter Avalon and um, Prager University. Like I'd watched like Sargon Avakad, like all those, all those. It wasn't a slow, gradual change. It was very instant. Like I enjoyed watching Steven Crowder a lot. However, I soon like discovered a lot of the uh, very Islamophobic content that Crowder made, and that just made me feel uncomfortable as a Muslim. Like uh, that just made me feel really shitty, and I was like, "Holy crap, this dude is like actually, you know." And after that, I slowly like became more libertarian and more against like American conservatism, just because it was like extremely anti-Islam. What kind of recommendations might you get now? You know, I'm just opening up the YouTube homepage. As far as political stuff, um. There's a lot of um, things, like there's a Caleb Maupin one, and he's like discussing Alexander Dugan. Um, there's some finance ones about like investments and stuff. I, I know Caleb Maupin like met with Dugan, and like they talked about um, Donald Trump. It, it, it was like he was sitting next to like someone who was like the founder of the Nazbul party, and then like all of BreadTube like lost their shit. They're like calling Caleb a Nazbul. For people who are maybe not familiar with Caleb Maupin, I think he would be the quintessential YouTube tanky. That would yeah, be the quickest like description. Yeah. Yeah, he's very much a tanky. He's like it's strongly in support of like China, strongly in support of the DPRK. He's even strongly in support of like things that I don't support. Like he he likes Putin. He he works for RT. Caleb Maupin and Jason Unruh are like the two like quintessential like tanky YouTubers. For a little bit I tried like watching like Chapo Trap House and um like that whole genre or what was the other yeah, Come Town, like th- those two. I, I watched, like, a few episodes of those two, and I tried getting into it for a bit, but I don't know, I just, podcasts never really appealed to me. So you have your online friends that you talk about political stuff with, you talk about memes and such, 
How about your IRL friends? Are they similarly into online politics and... Like, I don't have, um, like, that much, like, IRL friends, but I, I have, like, a few, and I have, I have like, a close-knit group of friends, but most of them aren't that much, like, into online politics. A lot of them are tend to be apolitical, or a lot of them tend to be, like, liberal, like... But, it, you know, my coworkers at work, a lot of them are older people, a lot of them are, like working class and they have been working class for a while so their political opinions are actually like sort somewhat similar like if you ask them like what they want like they want things like a better like healthcare system they want things like a higher minimum wage but they don't like the whole like liberal identity politics of the american left they don't like the whole like you know you have to agree with this or you're like a racist sexist homophobic they don't like any of that you know they, they just want to live their lives they just want to spend time with their families and for my real life friends who are more political, a lot of them are very sort of like college kid, like very liberal, you know, in, in that sort of camp. How about your life outside of politics? What kind um, of hobbies do I you mean, have? I, I did play video games for a while. However, now I really like uh, things like tabletop games and Dungeons and Dragons. Um, every week I have like a like a Dungeons and Dragons server. I, I, I like that sort of like nerdy stuff. And um, what's your D&D &D character? Well, I'm the DM, so like I am, um, like currently in the server that I'm running, there's like other like dungeon masters. So do, when I do get to play, I have like this character who's he's like a half dragon. It's like this homebrew race, but he's like a necrotic, like vampiric one. And I took the like undead warlock, um, the new one that like in the unearthed arcana, and I took like a level of cleric to get heavy armor. So he's like a paladin, but without like all the paladin stuff. And he's it's really cool. Like he can like teleport around and like hit people with like a necrotic sword. And a lot of my D and D friends are also like pretty political. Um, like, but they're more online friends. It's an online thing. But um, like I have this one friend. He's like from Poland. He's like a very strong Polish nationalist, and he's like a national capitalist. He's like very far right. I don't agree with him on a lot of stuff, obviously. But there's certain things like we we both like at this point just despise like a lot of the like SJW stuff. D and D games I run are like based around like politics and stuff, or they have political influences in them. This character that I have is he's lawful evil. He worships this like this Draco Lich. He, he looks up to this fictional like archdevil called Jeffelstein Beelzebizos. Like his sort of political takes are kind of like that of um you know li like the typical like bootstrappy like capitalist thing. But he he's fun to play. Like I like playing the mechanics, and I also like some of the RP elements when he's like talking about his like opinions on stuff. Nazbol is definitely lawful evil, so that makes sense. <laughs> uh, two is we also had a Jeff Bezos character who started out as a local bookbinder and then grew to become like the new the leader of the emerging capitalist class, who was the arch villain of the game. That's <laughs> that's pretty funny, I guess. In, yeah. in the way that the role playing environment synthesizes the real world, we are playing in a slightly more hyperbolic version than the world we live in today. Oh, yeah. Like the the setting that I have, like in in the server, it's like a modern esque setting. Like there's guns and stuff, and it's like set in like a Middle Eastern esque area. Like there's different factions and stuff. Like there's, it's it's a pretty interesting dynamic. I, I just don't think the things like the right and left are like adequate labels for everything that's happening. It's good for like modern political context, but anything like historical, I just don't think it applies that well. We've just been moving very, like, pro-capitalist, and we've been moving towards the very, like, pro-imperialist um, direction where, uh, you know, it's like the U.S. is the best, and um, all these countries, they, these, like, third world countries, these people don't have a democracy, we need to overthrow their governments because communism is evil. Like, th that, we've been moving in that whole, that whole direction, like, more towards neoconservatism, and you could attribute both, like, elements to both the right and the left, you know, the 
I've spoken about this a few times. Um, a lot of the um, modern American, like neoconservative and pro-imperialist thought, is actually from exile Trotskyists who um, came over to America. They work with the CIA to like implement anti-communist politics throughout like the U.S. and throughout Europe, and essentially that resulted in like the failure of the American left and like the abomination that it is today. Zoomer, thank you so much for making the time to talk to me. This has been a, a really fascinating and enlightening conversation. Do you have any closing yeah. remarks before we sign off? Well, I mean, you know, I would like to say thanks for having me on here. You know, I, I certainly wasn't expecting my um, shit posty like meme account to get that much traction. But, you know, I always appreciate being on to share my views, to share my thoughts about things. So, you know, overall, like I'd say just be careful of a lot of the mainstream narrative that you hear listen to like the people who are actually working class and what they tell you and just you know think for yourself <laughs> <laughs>